This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So now Posey ranges away, and Ballinger throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys, Joe Shasky, Mark Willard. However, this one, uh, more special than most, that's for sure, because we're joined by the great Dave Fleming uh, to go through all kinds of stuff, which I know will encompass both this season and the offseason to come. Dave, it is so, so great to have you, and thank you so much. I might be in the worst audio video studio of all time here in denver but i'm gonna try so it's good to be with you guys yeah you know what like most of you is better than uh than all of everyone else so uh so we're into it and i wonder we're, we're talking to you on a day that was a a unique one for the organization for sure the first time ever that a former player is joining the ownership group with buster posey uh first of all to to what level did this surprise you and 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 what do you think it means well, I mean, I guess it surprised me a little bit, but mostly I think it means that Buster meant what he said when he told us all, hey, I'm retiring from playing, but I want to be around the Giants. I want to be a part of the franchise. Uh, you know, it wasn't just lip service. It wasn't just, yeah, I mean, you could call me and I'll show up and wave at a ceremony before the game or whatever. It means he really wants to be involved. So uh, it's a good lesson for all of us. When Buster says something, <laughs> believe what he says. Because he doesn't say things that aren't true. And uh, so anyway, I think it's really exciting for all of us. We, we love having Buster around. I can't wait to see what role he takes on. I don't think it's I don't think it's totally set. I think it's a little ambiguous and that's kind of cool. Yeah, it sounded like, you know, hey, if you have to meet with a free agent and the guy's thinking about it, Buster would love to meet with them. But more importantly, like it, it was very interesting hearing somebody ask him the question about there was such a divide between players and owners and the owners didn't have any former players kind of representing the players, you know, inside those meetings. And so to hear his perspective on maybe kind of bridging that gap, because we feel we hear so much about the divide between the two. I found that to be a nuance that I hadn't even considered. I think that's a good point. I think that really is uh, a role that he could fill in those meetings, whether they're budget meetings or personnel meetings or whatever, to have that sort of player perspective, I think could be really helpful for the Giants. And look, that's not to say that uh, that Farhan isn't thinking about that stuff or Greg Johnson or whoever, um, but I do think that it's valuable to have a guy who understands what the players are thinking from that perspective. Like, okay, you make some hard, cold financial decisions. How is that going to reverberate? How is that going to be received? I think that's 
that could be a really important part of Buster's joining this organization. Uh, and I think he can advocate for the players. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to say, you know, like going out of your comfort zone to spend money on a certain player or whatever, but I think he can advocate for how doing something like that or making a hard decision could positively impact not just the guy that you bring in, but everybody else. Uh, Dave, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, you know, you at a time because of the way the season's gone, you, you'll have a lot of fans say, oh, this has got kind of some PR aspects to it because it's been a rough year and you're going to put the favorite guy out there and put his face out there. Although I'm sure that a deal like this was in the works long before we necessarily knew that the Giants were going to have a rough season. So I'll ask it this way. What, what do you think? Um, sort of happens in in terms of 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 that role. Does this does this sort of help the relationship between the organization and the fans at a time like this? Well, I mean, I, first things first. You're right. This has been in the works for a much longer time. So this isn't some response to. I mean, when this was first brought up, the Giants were expecting to be a championship team this year. So that, that the, the PR side just it just took a while for all this to to actually happen. Whether this you know makes fans feel better. I mean, it has been an interesting year of fan reaction. Like. It wasn't very long ago the Giants won 107 games, and it seems to have bought them almost no goodwill with a certain segment of Giants fans. And look, I get it. I think a huge part of the reason why that is is the Dodgers' success. And when your rivals are as good and as infuriatingly consistent as the Dodgers have been, it makes everybody agitated. And the Dodgers are more star-studded than any team you could argue in history. And so it, it's a bad contrast right now for Giants fans to watch how this season has gone and how the Dodgers are setting another record for wins or whatever they're going to do. Uh, so I think a lot of the angst has come with those two things together, not just the Giants performance, but then the Dodgers performance on top of it. And you know what? Frankly, until the Giants bridge some of that gap, some of the Giants fans probably aren't going to be that happy about it. Well, you know, let me speak to that for just a second. I went to the Friday night game against the Dodgers, and I thought the atmosphere was insane. I mean, the Giants were getting getting beat pretty well, um, and obviously everybody made a big hoopla over the Dodger merchandise being sold in one of the kiosks, but forget that for a second. In terms of fan fervor, I know a Tuesday night's always going to be difficult to get people to go down there, especially given what our community is going through. I felt like it was a great crowd, and people are still dying to come and support the Giants. They just need a little push in the right direction with maybe a couple of of splash moves well i think yeah i I do agree with the general sentiment i think the giants agree with the sentiment that this team lacked and and part of that was just pure lack of performance by some of the bigger name players brandon bell got hurt didn't have the year he wanted to have brandon crawford's been beat up all year didn't have the year he wanted to have so some of it is that like if crawford and belt were having the same years they had last year you know maybe wouldn't be hearing all this you know star studded uh, or you know lack of star power whatever the, uh, that criticism is i think it is an interesting dynamic as frisky as Dodgers fans are right now it brings out the best in Giants fans like I mean they they get ticked off that hey all these people are here in our ballpark it makes for those are fun games I mean it's almost like the rivalry games in college sports where you split the stadium down the middle and uh, uh, it becomes like the most fun atmosphere because you get the fans go back and forth I the the Giants used to go to San Diego and fill that ballpark and it infuriated Padres fans well those games 
were great fun because yes. uh, the fans were so into it on both sides. Uh, so I do think that has actually added some zest to – because, look, the, the other thing about what's going on this year with the Giants is – if they didn't lose 12 out of 13 to the Dodgers in the second half, they'd be in a better position and they'd be, everybody would be feeling different when your rival beats your brains in game after game after game, it gets old fast. It has made everybody agitated in the giants organization, fans, players, front office, broadcasters, everybody, the way that the head to head games against the Dodgers went this year. Above all else, that's what is creating the the anger that you're hearing from some corners, despite, you know, some good things that have happened for the Giants organizationally, the great year they had last year, all the positive stuff that we could talk about. It's hard to get over 1 and 12 since the All-Star break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Dave, I know we want to get into some some thoughts about the offseason ahead. I want to start it, though, by asking it this way. We like as we all got to know Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler and now Scott Harris is gone. But the whole staff has been very clear that there's a certain way that they like to go about doing things. And now it feels like as they talk about spending a lot of money potentially and having to bring in everyday players, moving away from a platoon system. Do you feel like the, the regime has got to get out of its comfort zone a, a, a little bit and, and, and they're being forced to do it in a way that's not how they would normally do it? Well, I don't believe they're going to do something. I, I don't believe they're going to be reactionary. And I don't care what I know Farhan has talked a little bit about those things that you're referencing. And so this come from his mouth. And I'm not saying he doesn't believe some of those things. But I don't think that Farhan is ever, ever going to make decisions based on, you know, what's popular or public relations or anything like that's just not who he is at all. He is very convicted in his way of building a team, how you construct a roster, how baseball games get won. Uh, and he's good at it. He's, he's has got a track record of a lot of years of success of knowing how to put together a roster. This year's roster didn't work out the way he wanted to, but I don't believe that he's going to feel a whole lot of external pressure to change the way that he believes a team should be built. I just don't think he's going to do it. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't also agree with some of those things that you're saying and everybody's been saying, like, hey, maybe the platoon system this year was taken too far. Maybe in baseball right now, especially with some of the rule changes that have happened, Maybe it's hard for those platoons to work the way that they've uh, worked uh, in the in the years uh, prior to this one. So I think he's constantly reevaluating his ideas about the game, but that doesn't mean he's going to go out and spend a billion dollars because Giants fans are cranky. You referenced the rule changes, and I was actually going to ask you about that. This team shifts a ton. I mean, everyone does, but they shift a lot. They like to pull the ball a lot as well. Any takeaways that might be, you know, something dramatically different next year, either in production or the way that they approach the game? 
I would say there's massive pressure on the Giants to be more athletic on the infield. Uh, the Giants have graded out as the best shifting team or second best for the full year, and it's been that way since about day one. The Giants have gotten a lot of value over out of their defensive positioning. So you consider how much they've struggled defensively overall, and then you take away the shifting advantage. Now, it's not like shifting is going to go away entirely, but you have some rules uh, about how you have to do it. That puts a huge premium. It's already probably priority number one to be more defensive next year, Uh, but I think it makes that priority even more acute because they just have to – they have to be better defensively, and now they can't use their smarts and know how to do it. You gotta, you gotta maybe mix up the personnel a little bit. Uh, the outfield defense has been probably equally as much of an issue, and you don't have to worry about that in that way. So that'll also uh, have a chance to be a priority for the Giants.